This is Here It Now on Prairie Public. I'm Doug Hamilton, and we're broadcasting from Nicole's Fine Pastry today because we have a special event going on, and Ashley Thornburg joins me to tell you all about it. It is. It's a very sweet one, I might add. (laughs) We are in the midst of our short and sweet truffle drive. We're getting ready for Valentine's Day perfect time of year to let whomever you love best, whether it's a husband, whether it's a child, or if you're like me and you just keep the truffles for yourself, that's fine. No judgment here. You can call 1-800-359-4145 and get your hands on a box of truffles. They are decadent. In a moment, we're going to talk with Minda Ringall here at Nicole's about how these truffles are made, how many they're making, and they are delicious. We've heard all about that, and they've been very popular in years past, so we know that people are going to be calling in to support their radio program, our Hear It Now, and their their service on Prairie Public. So this is your opportunity to get on on something that's short and sweet. It is growing in popularity every year. You know, we like to think it's mostly because of the programming, but we know it is partly just the chocolate. Call well, now to get your truffles. Oh, right. Everybody loves chocolate because it has a storied history. You know, we, we even got a little trivia together, didn't we? I mean, I did. Oh, it, you're going to quiz me. I'm going to quiz oh, you. Man. Do you know uh, how much Cole Porter got a kick from his fudge? He loved chocolate. He would have nine pounds of it shipped to him each month from his hometown. Cole Porter. Wow. He gets no kick from champagne, but he loves loves chocolate. He loves chocolate. Hmm. And Columbus brought cacao beans back from uh, the new country to Spain when he uh, returned from his fourth voyage in 1502. This is storied stuff, this chocolate. We've been going after it for <laughs> hundreds of years. Well, you know, it's it's start, it's been in so many different countries and in different evolutions everywhere. Um, ancient Aztec civilizations generally tended to drink it, and it was slightly more bitter than the kind of chocolate that we enjoy today. But certainly, I mean, it's been going around for thousands of years. Let me drop some famous names in the world of chocolate. John Cadbury. An English Quaker started making uh, his version of chocolate in 1842. He made the first chocolate bar. Uh, Henri Nestle was a Swiss chocolate maker. He uh, founded a company to manufacture the first milk chocolate. Milton Hershey added a line of chocolate to his caramel manufacturing business, and Hershey's Cocoa and Hershey's Bar came out of that. Leonard Hirschfeld invented the Tootsie Roll, and you know who the Tootsie Roll was named after? Well, I'm guessing not Dustin Hoffman in the movie Tootsie. That's right. I would go with his daughter. Okay. Oh, okay. Franklin <laughs> Mars invented the Snickers bar, and the Mars company then invented M&M's. Guess who for? Oh, I've actually heard this one. Oh, Soldiers going into World War II. Oh, that was part okay. of their ration kit. Okay. Oh. Well, let's turn to a real pro here. (laughs) Let's hear from Minda Ringdahl. She's the general manager at Nicole's Fine Pastry in Fargo, and she is behind the manufacture of the wonderful truffles that go out to our members who donate at least how much? Uh, $120 to get your first box. Okay, so and if you're a sustaining well, member, it's $10 a month, but if you give that 120 bucks, obviously you get that box of truffles too. Thanks for joining us today, Menda. Hi, thanks for having me. Tell us a little bit about the process. How many of these truffles are you going to make? Well, we figure we'll need to have about 350 boxes this year, and there's about 15 truffles in each box. So 
But you did the math earlier. Was I did the 5, math because I asked some? you that question. It was 5,250 individual truffles. Yeah, it's a lot of truffles. A lot <laughs> I of could chocolate. eat them all. Just putting that out there. And these are hand <laughs> these are handmade, so it's labor intensive, right? Yes. Yep, it is. How long does it take you to do it? Well, I suppose to mix up the batch actually doesn't take that long, but there's a waiting process involved where we wait for the chocolate to stiffen up enough that they would hold the sh- the round shape when we scoop them. So that usually, depending on the temperature in the building here, can take one and a half to two hours. Okay. About. And then. Maybe 25 minutes to scoop them, but so, then they need to set up, and then we roll them. But you're really experienced now. You know that when the chocolate is the exact right consistency, then it's it's yes. a it's a sensory thing. And it's, <laughs> it, it is. It, it's just it's all about the feel of it, <laughs> I have to say. But, yeah, it takes a little bit when people first start making them to get used to that exact time when to scoop them. Kind of like a bread dough, it can be so touchy. Mm-hmm. You just need to know when is that. If right you scoop exact them moment. too soon, then they're mushy and gooey later, and so it's kind of picky. Yeah, and the consistency of your truffle is important. Absolutely. Uh, okay, now tell us about the ingredients. We know there's chocolate in it, but what kind of chocolate? Well, it's a Belgian chocolate, and it's about fifty-four percent. So it's, I mean, it, it does have some sweetness to it. Um, but we call it a dark chocolate truffle. And then there's also some port in there as well, just enough to flavor it, give it a little richness. Okay, and, and I, we like to call that a preservative. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think And so. lots of heavy cream <laughs> is what there is also go. going in there, lots of fat. <laughs> and then, of course, you have to roll it in that... Oh, yep, it's a dark cocoa. 100% cocoa powder, so it's pretty bitter on the outside. But with the sweetness on the inside, balances it out pretty nicely. I can taste one right now. <laughs> and then you package it because this is kind of that time of year when we're thinking about Valentine's, right? Mm-hmm. It comes ready to go, and in, in you guys have already started folding the boxes. Even you're ready for <laughs> yes. us. <laughs> we're preparing for battle. Um, it's <laughs> it's a nice like silver box, and then it's got a ribbon on it, and then we've made these. Um, paper hearts that are going on there too and then there's the Nicole's label with a description of the cocoa truffles as well. So it sounds good enough to eat because it's really really good. (laughs) Okay. Look pretty too. (laughs) Minda tell us a little bit about yourself. You've been here literally since Nicole's has been here right? Yeah it's been many many years. We're right on our 10-year anniversary pretty much. We're going to celebrate that in a couple weeks here. But I think actually tomorrow is the official date. Well, this when. is auspicious, isn't it? Wow, mm-hmm. yeah. Right in yeah. the middle of short and sweet. We're <laughs> celebrating the 10th anniversary of our principal come on for short and sweet, <laughs> the maker of our truffles. You guys should get yourself some chocolate to celebrate. <laughs> we should do something, <laughs> yes. Minda, how did you find yourself here? What were you planning to do before you ended up at Nicole's? Well, I started here while I was in art school at Moorhead State University and... I worked up front initially as a barista and a server, and then I convinced Nicole to let me into the kitchen, and I haven't really left there since. So I I enjoy the creativity of it, and I do a lot with the wedding cakes and management now. Well, there is a lot of creativity in a food operation like this. How do you select your menu every day? Because it, it varies in an interesting way. Yeah, the the lunch menu over here rotates on the week. Every week we have new items that come into it. Same with the 
a few of the items on the pastry side. What we've found is that people like their old standbys quite a bit, and so we rotate just three or four of the items that you see out there. And sometimes I'll just bring in new ones all together, too, just to keep the regulars kind of happy <laughs> that there's always something new to have here. Imagine you have a lot of regulars. We do. An incredible amount. It is. We owe everything to them, really, over the years. So. Well, I love walking in here and seeing something I've never seen before on the menu. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so talk a little bit about how you develop a new dish. Mm. Well... I think for the lunch products, we, um, my roommate and I, my best friend Abby, she runs the lunch side of the, the Nicole's shop. And so we do a lot of just looking at um, magazines and looking on the Internet and eating out, just kind of comparing across, getting fresh, fun ideas. And um, we work together to get them going. And then the pastry side, I would say, too, it's, you know, I was just... Um, recently I had a chocolate chip cookie that had sea salt on it and it's like ooh, Ooh. that's kind of a fun idea you know I had something recently that had chocolate and bacon together and so you just you get an idea and then it's mostly like how can we implement that you know without making a ton of work for ourselves into products that we already have going at this point so a lot of the recipes aren't completely new but just do little tweaks on them to bring in new flavors and fun ideas. Well, let me read the description that Ashley gave me yesterday when we were talking about this because it's it's almost lyrical. <laughs> it's 15 delicious cocoa truffles from the Coles Fine Pastry. These are hand-formed European-style confections made with the finest, freshest ingredients. Soft balls of chocolate and cream rolled in cocoa powder to give them a velvety surface, presented in a silver-colored box with a dark purple ribbon. That's kind of a passion color there. <laughs> and a Valentine's card with your message. And Ashley's hand is cramping as I say this because she writes a lot of these messages. I have. You know, it's we're still in day one of the drive, and we're already at more than 50. And last year we were at, we had to be at least close to the 200 mark of boxes um, and likely going to be shooting past that. What would you say? You're prepping for 350 Yeah, boxes? and that's, I suppose that's for us here too. Some of right, you have some well, other, but. other Valentine's. How long does that take, start to finish, to to get these truffle orders out? Well, we started making the chocolates on Monday because we know that there's going to be more than we can plan ahead for already. So (laughs) then that will go through, I think we're figuring about the 9th, and we'll start doing the actual packaging, boxing, and putting the shipping labels on around the 7th, 8th, and the 9th is what we're figuring so pretty much from now until then, we'll be keeping busy every day with it. That's a lot of truffles, 5,250 truffles, 10 days of truffle making. Mm-hmm. And but how many people? I suppose there's about five of us that would rotate in making them. So more or less you're making 1,000 truffles by hand each. I suppose, yeah. <laughs> when you spread it out over 10 days, it doesn't, it doesn't feel too awful, though. <laughs> Well, thank you very much, Minda, for spending some time with You're us. You're welcome. We really appreciate learning about the process, getting behind the scenes at Nicole's Fine Pastry, the, where all of those truffles are made for our short and sweet 
membership campaign? If some disappear when we leave, it wasn't us. <laughs> well, there is a nest. You know, we got to taste test this stuff. There's quality control, those kinds of things. Yeah, yeah that's true. It would be a part of our job to sure make I sure can that sneak the truffles that we're sending to our members meet our standards. Yes, yes. And, you know, talking about those standards, those kinds of things are only possible because of membership support. We are only here because of the people who have said, I appreciate the kinds of programs that you have on the air. I appreciate that I'm not hearing commercials all the time. And so instead, I am going to do my part. And it is that time of year right now to step up and help out during the short and sweet membership drive. You can do that now by calling 1-800-359-4145. Volunteers are standing by to take your call. You can even have the opportunity to leave a nice little message. Uh, you know, mostly people have been saying, Happy Valentine's Day. Come with, come up with a little poem. I've had to write a couple in French over the previous years. Um, I wrote one last year that said, To my first wife. That one kind of made me laugh a lot. Come up with a message. 1-800-359-4145. Nicole's Fine Pastry makes these wonderful truffles, and you will get a box of 15 of these handmade wonderful truffles. Uh, and if you make that pledge of $120 a year or $10 a month if you're a sustaining member, and I believe if you make a pledge of $120, you get that box of truffles. Mm -hmm. And then if you say, you know, I could really use two boxes of truffles, it's $60. It's another 60 Yep, so it's 180 for that second box. And after that first 120 it's $60 per box. And, you know, we've gotten people who have done three, four, five. I think five might be my limit for uh, <laughs> for cards I've written for a single pledge. But let's see if somebody out there might want to top that. And the reason, of course, we come to you for Short and Sweet is because Prairie Public is member-supported radio. So we need our members uh, to... I guess, pick up the phone and maybe get some truffles, but certainly help keep the program on the air. Here it now is member-supported. And so this is our opportunity this time of year to come to those people who listen to us and who have supported us in the past to do it again. And those who listen to us and have been thinking about this, this is Get Truffles and support Here It Now, support All Things Considered, support Morning Edition, support the news team that's covering at the Capitol, Dave Thompson and Todd McDonald and Danielle Webster, the uh, Prairie Public Radio news team. So these are really important things to sustain, if you will, and that's why we ask our members to do just that. Our phone number, 1-800-359-4145. 1 800 359 4145. And you can go online too. You can online at prairiepublic.org. It's a pretty simple form. We need your name, your address. It takes just a couple minutes of your time. Uh, we need who you're going to send them to and that address and any comments. That's another thing that people talk a lot about is the, uh, that it's so. It's such a two-way street for getting comments between the company and the people that we serve. And it's true. It's because we serve you, because we rely on your support. We are very open to your comments. The section is right there on the form. It's easy to uh, let the volunteers know when you call in if if there's something that you particularly like or maybe you might do a little bit differently, let the let us know. 1-800-359-4145 or go online to prairiepublic.org. 
And uh, now we're joined by Carrie Winterstein. She's the executive director of Theater B, right uh, almost across the street from Nicole's Fine Pastry, where we're broadcasting today. And, uh, Carrie, great to have you with us. Thank you, Doug. It's great to be here. You are very well known to our radio <laughs> audience because you, you're featured on Dakota Air. Uh, you... Yes. And what a treat that has been. Well, it sounds like it. Well, it is. <laughs> it's a great gig. It's so much fun doing radio. Obviously, you know that. Um, and Steve Stark's writing is so much fun. So lots of different characters, a lot of uh, artistic freedom there. But your full-time job, as we mentioned, is executive director of Theater B. And you've got, you've got something big coming up. Yes, we have a new show opening next week. On uh, February 7th, we'll be opening Sweet Nothing, A Grim Fairy Tale. And this is the inaugural show of our Incubator series. It's a play that um, I think has only been produced once uh, in the the town of the playwrights in Seattle. And when we got it, um, it actually at that point had never been produced. We got it through a blind submission process and read the script, really liked the story, and decided to, to give it a try. And uh, so now it's getting a staging, and it's um, the script has actually changed quite a lot since we first read it. So it's been an interesting process. Um, and you're talking about what the Incubator Series. What exactly is that? The Incubator Series is really our intention to try and do new work. And when we say new work, we don't mean just the latest award-winning shows from Broadway. We're really trying to be more intentional about finding um, unpublished or unproduced work. Um, and eventually we would like to commission new work. So right now, for example, we are looking at a play um, to produce next season. And when we read it, we could tell that it's not quite done. Mm. <laughs> so I just had a conversation with the playwright today about coming in and working with us this summer. He um, prefers to work with actors and uh, get a play on its feet. As he said, three-dimensionalize it and begin to understand what that relationship really is between the words on the page and the character's who live them, and then, of course, the audience and what they will bring in terms of feedback. A total so, collaboration. Yeah, absolutely. It's a very collaborative art form. It's part but of what I love about it. Next Thursday, Sweet Nothing. Sweet opens. Nothing, yeah. And, and, of course, we're in our short and sweet uh, membership <laughs> So you drive are. Here. How apropos. <laughs> uh, but you were talking about this uh, incubator series, and I think there's an interesting story about who the playwright is. Yes. Um, after the fact, we found out that the playwright, in fact, is from Fargo. She grew up here. She was a student at South and at Trollwood, and now she's living out in Seattle working as a teacher and a playwright. And this is? Stephanie Tim is her name. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, Tell us a little bit about the business of keeping something like Theater B going, because it's not unlike keeping an enterprise like Prairie Public going. Oh, not at all. It's very much uh, like Prairie Public. In fact, I'm um, continually amazed at some of the models that... um, uh, are there in the nonprofit world where everything is pretty much done the same way that you know part of how you um, know that you are relevant in a community and that you're doing good work is by memberships um, theater B has a membership structure that's a lot like Prairie Publics and um, our members are really there for us you know every year they're there and some of them are there on a sustaining basis partly because it's convenient um, and partly because they understand that it's not necessarily up to them to make all of the decisions for us about how we use the resources, and they trust us to do um, good work, and they're going to be there even when we're taking risks like doing this unpublished play, Sweet Nothing. Well, 
theater has uh, these donors who are special. Sometimes they're called angels who yes. actually bring more than just a membership to it's the, true. <laughs> to it's the box very office. True. And, and we do, too, in radio as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we could call those angels, those people who might make a very significant gift to help Prairie Public, for example, or Hear It Now, or mm-hmm. Morning Edition, or All Things Considered, uh, stay on the air and be as good as they can be. So we're always appealing for angels, too, as well as, <laughs> as people who want to get some truffles. Oh, absolutely. And this is a great time to call in right now, 1-800-359-4145, to get a box of truffles. It starts at the $120 uh, a month. $120 a year level, that's $10 a month, to get 15 of these hand-formed truffles. They are just decadent. And if you are one of those angels out there who can dig a little bit deeper and do the $1,000 pledge or, or whatever level is comfortable to you, any level, please trust us to make uh, good choices with that investment by calling 1-800-359-4145. And uh, make the call and you'll feel really good about yourself. As a matter of fact, go to Sweet Nothing at Theater B as well. How long does the show run? The show runs three weekends in February, uh, so it goes through February 23rd, and there is one Sunday matinee on February 17th. Okay. We're doing a lot of uh, talking about giving right now, and I'm looking at a button on your shirt, Giving Hearts Day. Tell me a little bit about that. Well, Giving Hearts Day is an initiative of the Impact Foundation and the Dakota Medical Foundation to really leverage the philanthropic community throughout um, this one day of fundraising. And so lots of different nonprofits in town participate, and it's an opportunity to really have um, a big impact in the nonprofit community, the things that you care about, um, services that you want to see, um, stabilized here in Fargo-Moorhead. And particularly, um, the, the beauty of Giving Hearts Day is that there are matches. So when you go to impactgiveback.org and you make even a small gift, um, so for example, $10 to Theater B, that $10 is matched. So um, our goal for that day is to raise $10,000, which would be our biggest uh, fundraising single-day goal that we've ever made. What, what's our goal, uh, Ashley? Oh, you know, I think we are definitely at the point where $30,000? Thirty, yeah, 30000 Last year we did 313 boxes of truffles, and I'm not going to do the math, but that's got to be pushing 5,000 truffles, individual truffles that went out. It's unbelievable. 313 boxes. We can still do it. 1-800-359-4145. I'm a real fan of Theater B. I think they do a <laughs> great job of their uh, of their productions, and it's been around for over 10 years now. This is our 10th season. All right. So yep. congratulations Thank on continued you. success. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and I hope you will grace our stage again soon, Doug Hamilton. Wow. That's a come on. I think I'm ready. I think you can't no, say no. That is a that's an absolutely terrific place to work. I have to say that as a performer, it's a, it's great to be in a what is a more professional environment. Frankly, I Thank really you. appreciate that. Uh, but we have to try our truffles now, folks. Oh darn, do we? Yeah, we're going to actually give these uh, Nicole's fine pastry, delicate soft chocolate cream rolled in cocoa powder with just a touch of port truffles a try here. <laughs> it works for me. Oh, mm. that's just a little bit of heaven, isn't it? Mm-hmm. That really lingers. All oh, right, <laughs> that is uh, 
That's worth mm. uh, pledging for, folks. <laughs> yes. Thank uh, you for inviting me to try so a truffle. Smooth. A pledge of $120, and, and you can do it as a sustaining member, $10 a month, or just give us the 120 Excuse me, I'm having a trouble here. <laughs> <laughs> but they're so thick, they're so smooth, they, they just stick to your tongue. Wonderful. <laughs> it mm. does make it a little hard to talk. We and if you give a gift too. of $120 and you say, I need another box of truffles, it's just, it's just another 160 so, or another 60 So we're cutting you a little bit of a break there to the 180 to get two boxes. 1-800-359-4145 or go online to prairiepublic.org. And don't forget, there is also the spot to write a little note, send a poem to your valentine. All right. Well, we'll be back with more from Nicole's Fine Pastry, and thank you very much. Thank you. Always nice to see Carrie Winterstein. We'll be back from Nicole's Fine Pastry in just a moment, but now the news. This is Hear It Now on Prairie Public. I'm Doug Hamilton, and we are broadcasting live from Nicole's Fine Pastry this cool afternoon in almost February, and I'm joined by Ashley Thornburg. And I think you're just right to call it fine pastry. This is so good, and it works well with our short and sweet drive. It is the time to get ready for Valentine's Day when you call in your membership support to help Prairie Public and to get a little something in return, and that is a box of truffles, one 800 359-4145 at $120. We will send a box. And there's more, actually. There's another incentive there out is. there. If wondering. you donate during this membership campaign, and it runs through Saturday, your name will be entered in a drawing, and the winner of that drawing will get an evening at the Hodo, Fargo's fabulous boutique hotel, the Hotel Donaldson, in the heart of downtown Fargo, an evening at the Hodo, that is a room plus dinner for two. Wow. Gorgeous. Yeah. Now that's a Valentine's <laughs> present. Yeah. Okay. Couple that with the truffles, and I think you've got Valentine's Day. You really hit the nail. And we're joined now here. by Jason Laub. He's front house manager for the Hodo, and Ryan Nitschke is the chef there. Good to have you with us. Thank you, Thanks for having us. Jason, uh, inform us what a front house manager does. Um, a little bit of everything. Except for cooking the food. Okay. Um, so you're a meet and greet person, huh? Yep. And yep. an organizer? Absolutely. Okay. Uh, we got Bros on Broadway coming up, and that's definitely taking a lot of my time right now. It's our annual prostate cancer fundraiser. And that runs? The whole month of February. Okay. And when's the big finish then? March 7th. Okay. So you go into March a week, and then what happens when, that, when you have the big finish? What happens? It's a big party, a big celebration for, for everybody's hard work during the month. Okay. So, so and that's why you're wearing this pin. You're, you're wearing this yep. lovely mustache pin on your... Yep. W- tell me a little bit more about the mustache Sure. Well, it's not here. just limited to mustache. It's oh. any facial hair that any you like. Any facial hair. Good. <laughs> I, I noticed you're sporting some. I got some and so is the chef. Yep. Yeah. Soul and the purpose... Patches. The purpose? Uh, the purpose is to raise uh, funds for men in our region living with prostate cancer, as well as awareness on how we can prevent it and, and detect it early enough to get it treated. You know, this started uh, years and years ago in Australia as Movember. It yep. was a November kind of yeah. uh, fundraiser. And the first year we did it, we did it in November mm-hmm. in conjunction with that. But uh, mm-hmm. that is an international organization, and God bless them. But we like to focus on local, so we branched off into February and have Bros on Broadway for this month for 
our local our local people. And of course, folks around here know that you also do bras on Broadway, and that probably would have bumped into that November event. Anyway. Yeah, that was that was a tough year having them back to back. Okay, yeah. uh, Ray, let's talk a bit about your job because uh, you have a very important role at the Hodo. You run the kitchen. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, it has to do with a lot of uh, finding local purveyors and planning menus, and with my local, with my uh, co-chef Nick, who couldn't be here tonight today. But uh, yeah, it's uh, just uh, basically leading a big pirate ship back there, uh, <laughs> uh, planning different menus, different events like Valentine's Day coming up, and then the February we have the with a big event coming up. We also have do a big old uh, smorgasbord of uh, dude food. Okay. <laughs> which include uh, like a chef card uh, steamship round, which would be about a fifty-five pound piece of meat. We're going to hand carve for sandwiches, along with many other mustache cookies and other different fun dude food. Well, one of the most popular dude foods I've heard about is bacon, of course. <laughs> oh, actually, we're going to have a little uh, a little uh, bacon bar with okay. a different different flavored bacon. Oh, wonderful. I, I, I'll be there anyway, but uh, good to hear that. Uh, talk about the... Uh, the local vor piece of this, because what, Karen Stoker, the owner of the Hodo, is really committed to local artists, local food too. Yeah, it's it's, uh, it's really important to her as well as me, and I think uh, um, we we do with a lot of different local farmers, and uh, we uh, we go to different like the state fair in Minnesota. A lot of what we get come from comes from Minnesota, uh, and try to you know source out different farmers there as well. Um, and uh, I guess, yeah, just trying to find as much as we can local. Uh, it's obviously hard in the wintertime, but we do also have some people that are growing in greenhouses and uh, uh, growing all sorts of things right now, from, like, greens to mushrooms, and we're still getting local bison and lots of other different meats right now as well. And you've got something really special planned for Valentine's Day. I'm looking at a seven-course meal here. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. It's always, a, it's always a fun day to get, get really creative and... Um, and with most courses, we we have like an option, so a lot of options for lots of different people. Well, uh, when I look at this, I'm I'm learning things just reading the menu here. I'm you know, learning about. I thought I was a foodie, but there are lots of things I've never heard of. Vanilla parsnip bisque or prune and pistachio gremolata. Well, that's the the, the prune and pistachio gremolata is actually going to be the garnish for the vanilla parsnip. Okay. Uh, it'll be like a traditional like uh, pureed soup uh, flavored with vanilla and uh, pureed with uh, parsnips, and then. Uh, the gremlata is uh, traditionally like a like a citrus and herb and nut kind of uh, uh, like a relish, almost like a dry relish. And this will be made with some really nice prunes and uh, and pistachios. And that's just the warm up. I mean, it yeah, goes on and that, on and that's, on. That's first course. So, how do you come up with these with a menu like this? I mean, uh, it's just a lot of time. You know, it's just the my passion, mine and Nick's passion. Well, it's uh. We, you know, we we, we uh, think about food all day long. Get up, get up, you know, eat food all day long. Well, so do I. Get up, get up. You know, we uh, but we, we get up in the morning and we, you know, we read blogs, we read, collect cookbooks. We, you know, it's uh, it, well, there's a lot behind the scenes besides just in the kitchen. It's a lot of studying and um, putting forth as much as we can to our passion. You know, how much experimentation goes into recipes like this? Ah, uh, quite a bit. You know, uh, like the like we have the the cured lamb heart. Uh, we tried that. We tried that a few months back, and it, it's usually it's a month long process. So that's something we actually started a month ago just for that. Wow! And the first time we made it was about about three months ago, and uh, just to see if it would work out. Where we uh, you know we we coat the I'll put it on a salt cure for about a week in the cooler, and then you have to rinse it and uh, season it, and then hang it in a curing chamber for about almost thirty days. 
to get that. Uh, Sounds almost like a sausage. <laughs> yeah, yep, yep. It's just like a whole, almost like a whole cured muscle meat, like a like a copa or a type of salami. Oh. So Valentine's season starts for you not that long after Christmas. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, menu planning never ends. We we change our menu four times a year with the season. So it's like every three months we have a new menu. So it's like as soon as the next menu is out, we got something else to plan. Whether it be a new menu, Valentine's Day menu, uh, Bros on Broadway menu. Uh, uh, various uh, beer or wine tasting menus. It's a, it's a lot of fun, you know, bud. And this is a you know a partnership you have. You're running the kitchen. You're running the back part of the house, and he's running the front part of the house. The hospitality piece, uh, Jason. Talk a bit about the kind of setting the scene for a customer. Sure. Uh, well, we like to set two scenes, I guess. Uh, we do have the lounge, which is it's a little more casual, a little more ruckus, and then we have the restaurant, which is a little more. Uh, I guess I don't really want to say formal, but we take things a little more seriously over there. Okay. Well, we have just a few seconds left, and we want to remind people that if you pledge for our short and sweet campaign this year, you, you get... get entered into a drawing. And, in fact, you don't even have to pledge. If you want to just give us a call, you will be entered into the drawing. But, of course, we would certainly appreciate it if you do make a donation by calling 1-800-359-4145 or going online to prairiepublic.org, and you can get a box of truffles starting at the $120 level, and they go up $60 a box from there. And you will get entered into a one-night stay and dinner for two at the Hodo. It is a fabulous place. You will not be sorry if you get a chance to go there. Thank you very much, uh, Jason Laub and uh, Ryan Nitschke from the Hotel Donaldson. Great to have you with us today. Thanks a lot. You know, I want to go back to these truffles again for a second, mostly because I still see two halves out here from our, our taste test, so I might have to conduct a secondary taste test <laughs> and make sure they're still the same, I guess. Well, they are really good. <laughs> they they are so good. And, you know, people are donating at the $35 a year level, whatever is comfortable to you. Everything certainly does help, but most people find that as soon as they... If they do make an upgrade to get the truffles, they will never go back because they are just decadent. And, you know, I was on the phone with a member this morning who called in to talk about the truffles. And she she gave me a lesson in, in how to properly enjoy these truffles. Mm. Well, first of all, when you live in the frozen tundra, you need something to warm yourself up. And could it be anything better than homemade truffles? I don't think so. I mean, what else? Here we are, cooped up in our houses. I mean, why not just sit around and just eat truffles all day? That's what I say. <laughs> and I'm so excited. You guys just made it so tantalizing that I said, it is freezing outside. I'm going to do something nice for myself. Now, tell me why you, why you might not share these with your husband. You were talking earlier about men and, and chocolate. Men in general pop things in their mouth and swallow it like a pill, and this is not the way you eat a truffle. You eat a truffle in different notes, in different, you, you know, you, it's, it's very much like a fine perfume, has different notes in it, and you have to eat it slowly to enjoy everything. Wow. Ryan, you're a chef, do you agree? 
Uh, sure, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty nice, nicely put. Uh, you can get truffles, too. Just call 1-800-359-4145 and pledge $120 or join us as a sustaining member at at least $10 a month, and you qualify for a box of 15 of the fine truffles from the Coles Fine Pastry. They are decadent. I say this every time, but I cannot stress this enough. And... You don't have to just pick the one box. If you increase to 180 or to 240 or 300 or 360, and after that I'm going to stop doing math in my head. <laughs> but, um, you know, a lot of people, I, I wrote out two cards today where a p- person was sending one to each of her neighbors. And so it, do- it doesn't have to be a husband. It doesn't have to be a, a wife or a child, although a lot of people do send them as care packages to children. This is a wonderful gift. If you want to make your kid popular, in college, <laughs> send them this. They will be well loved on their dorm room floors. Get a box now by calling 1 800 359 4145 or go online to prairiepublic.org. And Doug, what do you think of these truffles? I think they're delicious, and we got the kind of a description of how they were made earlier from Linda Ringdahl, and they use quality ingredients Belgian chocolate. Belgian chocolate, that's the key. Heavy, and cream. heavy cream. Yes. You know, They're not uh, messing around. Yeah, they use uh, a little bit of port, uh, uh, maybe as a preservative. I think that note might be in there for mm-hmm. our, yeah, our truffle kind lover of out there. It increases the richness and acts as a preservative, too. And then roll it in the cocoa powder. Oh. Yes, and they're hand-rolled. These are so lovingly prepared for our members, whom we love very much. Let us show you just how much we love you by sending you your very own box, please. Give us a call, 1-800-359-4145. All right. Well, Ashley, imagine you owned mineral rights in western North Dakota, and crude oil was stuck inside rock under the land where you owned those rights. You'd be rich, okay? Well, that's what one Williston man thought. (laughs) Then the state came along and took that oil. Black Gold Boom reporter Todd Melby has a story of one man's fight for oil he believes is rightfully his. To most mineral rights holders in the Bakken, this is a joyous noise. However, this sound, it's an oil pump sucking crude from the ground. This sound doesn't make Stan Reap smile. In fact, Reap might just weep. You see, Reap owns the mineral rights here, but he hasn't made a penny yet. Well, I'd like to be getting paid for it. Probably, uh, I don't know. 300 barrels a day is coming out of there. This well is called Bracken 3031. It's located a couple miles east of Williston, and it's the center of a lawsuit between Reap, a squat octogenarian, and the state of North Dakota. At stake is hundreds of thousands of dollars in leasing and oil revenue. State records indicate that more than 140,000 barrels of oil have been unearthed from this well in the past two years. Here's the crux of the dispute. The Missouri River isn't far from here. Between Bracken 3031 and the river are two sections of land where Reap owns mineral rights. The state says it owns all the minerals under the high water mark of the river, including the area where Reap owns minerals. In his lawsuit, Reap says that's not right. He says the real line is the low water mark of the river. Jan Conlon is Reap's lawyer. For people who own land along the river, um, that those people take or own to the ordinary low water mark of the Missouri River. 
And so that has been the law of the land in North Dakota for, you know, since the time of statehood. These days, Bracken 3031 is about two miles away from the river. But in 2011, after the Missouri River spilled over its banks, this area was covered with water. And it wasn't until really the oil boom in, in Williston in 2009-2010 where the state came in and commissioned a survey to find out where the ordinary high water mark of the river is. Through the end of 2011, the state says it's earned about $76 million by claiming mineral rights to that high water mark on numerous wells. REAP isn't the only one squaring off against the state over the riches of black gold. At least 10 other people, all of them with claims near the Missouri and Yellowstone rivers, say the state is slurping their riches. Or, to put it in the words of Daniel Day-Lewis's money-hungry oil man from the movie There Will Be Blood, the state is drinking their milkshake. My straw reaches across the room and starts to drink your milkshake. I drink your milkshake. So is the state of North Dakota drinking Mr. Reap's milkshake? Yeah, I I think that would be a, a, a fair way of stating it, yes. The state rejects that notion. Wayne Stengem is North Dakota's attorney general. He says the dispute isn't about milkshakes at all. It's about the state owning minerals to the river at its highest, after the winter thaw or a really good rain. We claim that that it goes up to what is called the ordinary high water mark. Lawyers from both sides faced off in a Williston courtroom recently, arguing their positions before District Judge David Nelson. A decision is expected soon though it's likely the loser will appeal to the North Dakota Supreme Court. If that happens, the state's highest court will have to define the seemingly indefinable. Again, Wayne Stengem. The thing that happens with rivers is, of course, they meander. They accrete, they get larger, they get smaller, they they turn corners and erode away. And the question is, how far does the state's ownership of those navigable waters go? In the meantime, Bracken 3031 keeps churning and the state keeps collecting. And Stan Reap, he waits. I believe our case is good. But on the other hand, I've lived without the benefit of that income for 79 years. And I suspect if we don't win the case, I'll get by without it. But if he does win, Reap says he'll spend some of that milkshake money on college tuition for his nine grandchildren. For Prairie Public and the Black Gold Boom Oil Series, I'm Todd Milby. This series is brought to you by Prairie Public and Local Lore, a national initiative produced by AIR, the Association of Independence and Radio Incorporated, and with financial support from the Corporation for Public Broadcasting, the Wincote Foundation, the John D. and Catherine T. MacArthur Foundation, the National Endowment for the Arts, and the Spence Law Firm. If you'd like to hear more stories from Prairie Public's Black Gold Boom Oil Series, it's very easy to do. You can go to blackgoldboom.com. And while you're there, you can check out the interactive documentary, Rough Ride. It is very interesting. That's blackgoldboom.com. Dakota Date Book is next.
could say Prairie Public is like a box of chocolates. The news is sort of nutritious, like a nougat. The music is beautiful, smooth, and rich, like a chocolate truffle. And Car Talk, well, that's the one with the nuts in it. We're bringing this up because this is our short and sweet membership drive. If you call Prairie Public right now at the $120 membership level, we'll send gourmet truffles to your Valentine, and they'll get them in time for Valentine's Day. Call 1-800-359-4145 or go to prairiepublic.org. This is Dakota Datebook for January 30th. The town of Burlington... Eight miles west of Minot was a coal mining town since its founding in 1883. The first Burlington mines were small operations that provided lignite coal for the local area and some for shipment to Grand Forks. By the 1920s, Burlington's small mines struggled due to competition from large strip mining operations and the underground mines at Wilton. But the small coal mines still gave employment to about 70 miners. Of these, 30 were immigrants, mostly from Eastern Europe. As the Great Depression hit in 1930, the coal veins near Burlington had nearly been depleted. The mines provided some income for miners during the fall and winter months, but demand for coal declined as the economy worsened and the miners worked only a few days a week. Summer work on farms for the men also declined since rainfall dropped below normal from 1928 to 1934. The miners were reduced to living in rented shacks. During the dry summer of 1934, two local men, coal miner Bob Oliver and businessman Einer A. Madsen, developed a plan to help the demoralized coal miners and their families. The men sought funding from the North Dakota Rural Rehabilitation Corporation, the state agency created to channel New Deal funding to worthwhile projects. Mr. Oliver and Mr. Madsen asked for authorization to establish homestead units for unemployed miners on land near the junction of the Delax and Mouse Rivers, just northwest of Burlington. Miners would grow vegetables, mainly potatoes, in the summer and work in the local coal mines in the winter. The construction of a dam would provide irrigation for the vegetables. The plan, dubbed the Burlington Project, gained approval in November of 1934. The project eventually consisted of 35 housing units on plots of land 8 to 10 acres in size. On this date in 1936, a local newspaper reported that 15 of the homesteads in the Burlington Project would be built by the Houston and Mackley Construction Company of Minot. Each of the homesteads consisted of a modest-sized house, a small barn for a cow or two, a chicken house, and a pig shed for several porkers. This federal resettlement project assisted 35 families until 1946, when the federal government ended its role in the Burlington Project, turning it over to the state of North Dakota. Today's Dakota Datebook was written by Steve Hoffbeck. I'm Merrill Pepcorn. Dakota Datebook is produced in cooperation with the State Historical Society of North Dakota, with funding from the North Dakota Humanities Council. This is Here at Now on Prairie Public, and Ashley Thornburg and I are broadcasting from Nicole's Fine Pastry. We're joined by Bill Thomas, the Director of Radio for Prairie Public, and for another appeal to our members out there, or would-be members, I guess, our supporters, uh, who want to get in on our short and sweet membership drive. Now is the time to call 1-800-359-4145, or you can go online to make your donation at prairiepublic.org. It is a very simple process. Just how simple? Well, it is really 
it's it's so easy. It's a trifle of trouble for terrific <laughs> truffles. And I gotta give credit to one of our master control operators here at Prairie Public. Doug Zintner came up with that one. And uh, it, it's true though. It just takes a couple of minutes. We need your name, address, phone number, how you want to pay for it, and to whom you want your Valentine sent. Call us at 1-800-359-4145 or go online to prairiepublic.org. We're going to be sending you these truffles. Um, they're, they're just fabulous. You will not regret it. And nobody has more experience asking for support for Prairie Public than Bill Thomas. Well, and because I feel so good doing it because I feel we have a, a really wonderful thing that we put out, public radio, uh, morning edition, the music during the day, all things considered, hear it now, the shows on the weekend like Car Talk and Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me and Final Cafe and Prairie Home Companion and, and uh, just uh, so many so many things, yeah, that, that you hear on Prairie Public. And your dollars, when you when you put them in, support that. So I, I don't have any trouble asking people for it. If you're a listener, well, sure. You know, I know everybody. You know, everybody has different means, and people can support at different amounts. But uh, hey, if you listen to it, might as well support it and keep it coming. It's an act of enlightened self-interest to call 800-359-4145 or go online to prairiepublic.org. Put in your support. Do it at that ten dollar a month level or above. And these wonderful, terrific, no trouble truffle, whatever that was that, that Ashley said, uh, will be on your on their way to you. This is a beautiful box of fifteen hand rolled cocoa truffles. We'll send those out to say thanks. Pledge another sixty bucks. We'll send another box to some place. And people sometimes get multiple boxes. And everyone who pledges is entered in the drawing for an overnight stay and a dinner for two at the Hodo at the Hotel Donaldson in Fargo. So, um, what you know. Why not? Just go ahead and call and you know you what, know, support it. What I have noticed a lot when people donate at the $180 levels, they're kind of treating it like a buy one, get one. Uh-huh. They, they're making the membership support and they're sending the troubles to a friend, but then they're keeping a box for themselves. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, there is nothing wrong with that. Like you said, enlightened self-interest. This is showing yourself a little bit of love by keeping them for yourself or share them. They are definitely rich enough that uh, it, it does take some effort. I can do it, but it does take some effort to eat a whole box. <laughs> 1-800-359-4145 or go online to prairiepublic.org. And Doug, this is kind of your first This is your first go-around with the, the Truffle Drive, isn't it? This is my first go-around with the Truffle Drive. It's my second membership uh, drive, and I really am enjoying the opportunity to, I guess, appeal, as Bill does, to those folks who listen to us and say... If you want us to be better, help us be better. Call 1-800-359-4145. Well, tomorrow on Hear It Now, Mary Ellen Kameri is a member of the Institute of Food Technologists, and she's going to join us to talk about, of all things, chocolate. Of course, our sweet and short and sweet uh, campaign continues. So join us tomorrow for Hear It Now, and have a great evening.